So a guy walks into a bar and says, Hey, I'm looking for connection, growth, and belonging. The bartender looks at him and says, Well, what does he say? My name is Stefan. I am a meditation and mindfulness teacher. Recently, I decided that everything I've been teaching and cultivating for myself gets tested in the grit and grime of hospitality work, you know, like waiting tables. And this kind of work that might seem dull or dreary to some actually teaches me everything I need to know about mastering myself. Who would have thunk it? So, welcome to the Serve Conscious Podcast. Let's talk about how this all works. Hello, everyone. How are you today? Wait, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Save that question and program it into an app so that I can ask you that at opportune moments in order to trigger a mindfulness experience. You think I'm joking. Well, you will see how serious I am when I introduce my guest today, Mark Champagne, co-founder of the Kyo app. This is a very special piece of technology. I particularly like it because it uplevels something I was forced to do in school and considered a drag. It takes it, that concept, into mindfulness technology. And that practice is an ancient one, is a powerful one, and was utterly ruined for me by the school system. Um, This goes way back to the time of papyrus, and that is the art of journaling. Now, is journaling powerful uh, when it is just reflective and we're summarizing our day, as we were instructed to do in school. Not truly, in my opinion. The full potential of it is not there. The full potential of it is actually beginning to be realized in interactive technology, like apps. And you really do see the power of journaling unfold when you can design it to trigger reflection and inquiry, not just maybe at the end of the day, but throughout the day. This is an app where you can ask yourself questions that will trigger inquiry and reflection on any area of your life. You program it to to do just that. So you're not just confronted with, you know, a snowy white moleskin notebook page furrowing your brow, thinking, gosh, I hope I can think of something profound to say. I hope I can summarize my life in a profound way such that it can appear to have meaning. Really, that is not what it is about. It's not about being able to reflect in a way that is literary, in my opinion. It is about using something like a journal to trigger the right thinking in your life and bring your awareness to areas that are calling for your attention and transformation. Life is all about asking the right questions. And I'm sure me just saying that paraphrases like a hundred great thinkers, because all of them almost fetishized the question to the extent of actually saying it's more important than the answer, because the question directs your thinking and expands your thinking. The answer itself is generally considered less reliable as the question, or the inquiry process is truly what's reliable and truly what is inspired and not simply having answers to hang our hats on. Question everything, learn something, answer nothing. 
That was apparently Euripides. I could keep going, but I'm really excited just to get to the interview. So I will. And leave you with uh, an invitation to try this app out and um, see how it improves your life. And Mark was kind enough to provide us with a link to unlock um, all of the paid features of the app for a month so you can really dig into it and see the benefit. Fully use it, you know, for a month and see how your life changes. Because often problems in our life are really just a matter of not asking the right questions. And I'm sorry, again, if I'm paraphrasing <laughs> some, someone without even giving them credit, you know. <laughs> but um, this has all been said before. I mean, how can you deny questions? I certainly can't. I run a goddamn podcast. So it's all about asking the right questions and stimulating great conversation, which I feel is what happened here today. And so I really look forward to you uh, listening up. There is a link in the um, episode details that works from your phone. And so you'll click it and it'll automatically launch the app or I think cue the download to the app and give you that 30-day uh, trial period of the entire paid experience of the app. Now, just before we get to my interview with Mark, I have four things I want you to ask yourself before you begin your day or face one of its challenges. This will be applicable to you if you are in a service-oriented line of work or, you know, way of life. Or if uh, you're just doing anything and want to have a better relationship with that thing and be more of service to it. Question number one. How would I serve if I didn't feel obligated to? If I truly believed it to be my choice? Spoiler alert, it is. (laughs) And what would I serve if I didn't feel obligated to? If I truly believed it to be my choice? Question number three, how would someone that is a graceful, benevolent, and compassionate king, queen, or leader handle the challenges that today brings? And number four, if my attention, importantly, my loving attention, had the power of like laser vision that could improve anything, where would I aim it? Okay, without further ado, Mark Champagne. Here I am with uh, Mark Champagne, uh, designer of the Keo app. Thanks for being on the show, Mark. Thank you, sir. I'm, uh, I will not take credit for the designer, but I, I'll take credit for being the co-founder, that's for sure. Right. We've got two awesome designers that spend a lot of time on, on the beauty of the app. Right, of course. It is a beautiful app and uh, quite like, I mean, I would say robust and sophisticated, you know, it is like a, it is like a note taking software that's, you know, just as, um, just as pliable as uh, Evernote, uh, except, um, except it's got a little something extra and it seems like a little in the beginning. Um, but it's actually, I've never seen anything like it and it just, the way it gives shape to note-taking is really, really game-changing. And that's, of course, the ability to cue questions for yourself. And um, what prompted you to develop like an app that, that does this? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for, for, for the feedback on that. I appreciate it. Um, the, the app really came out of an, 
one of those scratch your own itch scenarios where yeah. personally I had a, a reflective practice for about 10, 12 years uh, incorporated into kind of my, my morning routine. And what was consistent about those, uh, about in those years was the journaling or reflective writing piece. And, and I was always doing it digitally uh, on my side, just because I was traveling a lot with the, with the jobs that I had. And I liked the idea that I, you know, I always had a phone, I always had an iPad or some sort of device or a laptop that I could capture those thoughts. And then what was happening though, is that I'd be listening to like at that time that, you know, podcasts weren't really rocking like they are now, but I'd be reading blog posts and books and just call it content or inspiration or thought, thought provoking material. Let's just say just to fuel the mind with, you know, good stuff uh, at the the very beginning of the day. Mm -hmm. And often quotes or uh, typically questions would, would be jotted, jotted down on my, you know, whatever I was using at the time, whether it was an app, whether it was Apple Notes, or at the very beginning, it was just literally a word processor. And it, it just, you know, fast forward kind of 10 years, it, it got to the point where the realization was made that, especially on the podcast scene, that it didn't matter who the guests were that were being interviewed. It's like whether they're athletes, entrepreneurs, like name the industry. It doesn't matter. They were all asking these really powerful reflective prompts throughout their life. Yeah. And it was like, how can you take that and combine that with a reflective practice and provide a little bit of guidance? Because even as someone like myself that was doing, um, you know, that was writing, for example, or typing for, for 10 plus years, I, I still would get up sometimes and, and just kind of stare at a blank sheet. Mm-hmm. So the prompts were always um, were always a really big inspiration. And, and I think the biggest thing was that depending on where you're at in your life at that, that present time, like the questions change and mm-hmm. certain content or inspiration kind of hits you in a different way depending on where you're at. So that's how it started. Like there's nothing really that exists that combines that guided practice world, which at the time a lot of the meditation apps were starting to take off. So there seemed to be some interest there. Mm-hmm. Um, with you know powerful questions, and mm-hmm. that's what we set out to build. Like, how can we make a simple tool? And you know, we'll start with with a digital version because that was what you know what we were looking for, um, and put that out and and see you know if this would resonate. Yeah, I I love um, the idea of like the 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 journal being in app format. Uh, because it completely pulls journaling out of how we imagine it. You know, like maybe yeah. I'm in, in my dark room or in my trench, you know, with my like feather pen and like, uh, yeah. you know, like writing my reflections down. And it's an isolated yeah. experience at the end of the day, perhaps. And of course, there is good end of the day practices. But also if it's in an app and it's in your pocket, you're carrying around these like inquiry tools you can you can constantly be cueing yourself with it's like a portable you know portable monastery which i'm all about you know how to make life uh full of alive and precious and sacred and full of um you know the ability to like investigate really what's happening well i love the way you 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 frame that up because at the end of the day i mean we're not we're not inventing questions and we're not inventing this practice like this practice has literally been around since the beginning of time so mm-hmm. Then the next question for us is like, well, what's 
like what's holding it back and a huge piece of that is exactly what you just touched on is the narrative around what this practice is i mean i typically get even just saying the word journaling first first reaction is either what you just described or the 12 year old girl writing her diary about the boy at school yeah right which nothing wrong with any of that but not necessarily what we're what we're what we're targeting it's more like how can we provide or unlock the benefits of something like this that like look as far back in time as you want in terms of the leaders and the people that uh, others were were looking up to they were all expressing their reflections in some capacity mm-hmm. so we're just trying to modernize this and not make it seem like you have to set up this massive period of time in the morning or end of day to do your reflection which it ends up happening because then people start seeing the benefits of that. But at least to get things started and open up the door, it might just be simply thinking about a powerful question on your commute home on the subway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it can be fast, right? Like, I mean, Tim Ferriss's philosophy, who's like, I think, you know, the first champion of journaling I can think of is like five minutes. Yeah. You know, this is like a five minute kind of activation of uh, exactly. Of That's it. You know, at the beginning He's a big of the day, inspiration for this by the way. I mean, it was right. li- after listening to his podcast, you know, and I still do for, for years, that, the, that that whole point that I brought up about every guest having these powerful questions, it's coming, you know, you can, you can find that on most podcasts, but it's specifically coming from his. So he, he was one of the, the main, whether he knows it or not, uh, a huge inspiration for actually taking the idea to, you know, to, to market. And I like the idea that, um, like his, his philosophy um, and anyone's philosophy about sort of journaling as a way of not necessarily creating literature, you know, as we might think like, oh, I want to, I want to journal something that like they'll want to publish like F. Scott Fitzgerald's letters to, you know, whomever, you know, it's more, it's not really about the quality of what you get down. It's about the thinking that it, that it creates in you and what it, what it, first of all, enlivens in you in that moment, I think. But also, um, do you feel it actually changes how you think even when you're not journaling? Just about the, the, the idea of, you know, not necessarily taking journaling from the perspective of capturing all of these reflections and having, you know, an essay of thoughts to look back on, which there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that it serves a purpose. But something even personally that I've found very, very impactful is just coming to the realization that it is that practice of just releasing and thinking that um, like that's where the magic is and that's where the benefit all live. And what it does, what I find is that it unlocks, it just makes it easier because then all of a sudden you, you don't have excuses in the sense of, oh, I need to be at this place in my house or at this coffee shop, this notebook or this app. It matter. It's whatever works for you in that current because you know that it's the it's the actual act or the practice that that really gives benefit. Right. So that's a huge that's a huge insight that even even myself that over the last few years have has have really kind of realized and, and noticed a huge difference. So are you saying that uh, something written in something other than a moleskin notebook can actually be important and useful? <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's believe like, it. Exactly. 
<laughs> and I do use notebooks like that. That's the other thing. I mean, we have this journaling app that obviously, you know, I, I use pretty frequently. But again, just just to reiterate that point, there are times where I, I want to go pen to paper and that feels right at that moment. And again, mm-hmm. the act is really or the benefit is the actual practice and the act. And, you know, I, I, I'm thinking back of your actual question. I, I skirted around a little bit. What, what it does do and this practice along with meditation and really any of these, these reflective uh, or mindfulness type practices, it just, for me, it just heightens your self-awareness. Yeah. And that's, that's a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, um, it, I think changes our relationship to our reality, you know, um, and like the process of inquiry um, goes back to, you know, um, like ancient Indian, like uh, mysticism, you know, uh, Ramana Maharshi, Mm -hmm. David Frawley, they're all big champions of self-inquiry, which is actually a really intense practice that I've been wanting to talk to my listeners about, but I just, I'm just not ready to throw that at them yet because it can be terrifying, but it's like questioning everything. And um, when you start doing that, you can peel back the layers of stuff that's, you know, like bullshit and delusion. And um, Byron Katie's similar, you know, she's got her questioning approach, like confronted with a problem, you know, ask yourself these four questions and its grip on you will not really be what you think it is, you know? I think that's oh, totally well it's questioning but then it's also the other the piece that that I found really uh helpful insightful is just being able to see what's actually in front of you and and having more clarity there whereas a lot of I, there's a lot of examples that I've that have come up that I know are not new things in my life but now I can see them because mm-hmm. I'm more self-aware and I really I can only relate that back to all of these practices and that's when it gets really, really powerful because the moment you can you can start seeing you know um, inside or or see see your triggers, then you can actually work on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And you know what else uh, is interesting? Because um, there's this new practice I'm using when you ask yourself questions. Um, uh, a part of asking yourself questions is looking at how you respond to them. So if I were to, actually one of the stock questions in the app is what made me smile today, if I'm correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, and if I think, if I ask myself that question and then I notice that I'm bristling at it, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> like what's going on in me? What uh, obstacles am I creating for myself? Let's talk about uh, the name of the app and its significance. Because um, I, like, I like the name. Yeah. Sure. Keo. So, well, first of all, Keo is the, is the Japanese translation to the word today. Um, so that at the very beginning of this journey, we, I don't, I, I don't know why, but um, we always kind of settled on the idea that we wanted to have the name represent today and the, the present moment. And we were originally actually going to call the app, the today app. There's actually some early, like sketched out designs and logos with different, you know, iterations of, of that word and, and how that would look. But then, you know, we started doing some research around that and quickly realized that we would have a tremendous amount of language competition when it came to like the Today Show and just, you know, today, like weather, like there was a lot popping up if you just right. were to Google the word today. So 
you know, then we okay, we, we still like the name and myself and my actually my brother-in-law and and co-founder of Kyo, we've always been really big uh fans of just the Japanese culture in in general, like what it represents and a lot of the zen aspects, a lot of the minimalistic design and just um the society and architecture and all of that. And at that time I was also working for a Japanese healthcare company where it was you know, a very different culture in that company it felt very family, family oriented. And you could, you could really feel that difference. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what kind of sparked the, the idea of, well, let's see what the Japanese translation is. And we really liked kind of what came out of that, obviously then reached out to a few uh, friends that were Japanese just to validate that, you know, that, that word was correct and, and, and symbols and all of that and the way we were pronounced. So it's actually, I was being corrected before. If, if we were to say it properly, it's kill. Kill. It's yeah. Very fast like very that. Fast. Yeah, wide. exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. But yeah, that's, that's a story. And it, it just, it, the other big thing it represented for us was that we were trying to take an age old practice and marry that up with a modern solution, which a lot of our branding and the colors and the whole notion of, of um, and this came out of an experience for me when I was in Tokyo with the other company was just like being in this crazy, busy city life type environment. But then on my way walking to, the, in this case, it was a conference, walking through a temple where things just like zen right down to silence to this right. nature and you walk out the other side and then it's you know busyness again so it was, it was kind of the perfect um contrast in terms of what we're trying to do as well like how do we calm that busy mind how do we bring in elements of nature and um you know all of these grounding principles but keep that linked up with the with reality that you know we a lot of us live in busy cities and that you can find reflective moments in the streets in new york for example um it just takes a bit of mental training actually yeah and um i'm i'm wondering what you think about this because people always associate taking your phone out and looking at it with the opposite of presence but can the phone be a device for bringing us into presence. So like, especially with design and stuff too, because your app does have a very beautiful, calming design, can actually just using your phone be like walking into a temple in a sort of micronized way? It can if you've reframed your relationship with your device. And this is something that I've been speak about quite a bit these days because, you know, whether it's meditation app uh, whether it's Keo or any of the apps in, in the wellness space, they're useless if you pick up your phone and you're getting hit with 50 notifications on email or Slack or name whatever app or mm-hmm. social media app that yeah. you're using. So I think there's tremendous, because let's be honest, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the stress and the busyness and just the influx of content that we're, we're hit with today is coming from our devices so if you can flip that relationship around where you you actually are controlling the 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 experience when you pick up your phone then all of a sudden you have a whole other world of benefit that can open up and i think you can achieve what you described of you know looking inward and having a bit of calm like for me my home screen is only loaded with apps that will 
give me a positive mind or body or spirit, however you want to, however you want to call it. And I have to swipe three screens deep before I even come close to a social media icon. And I don't have any number badges or any lock screen notifications. So, you know, by doing that for anyone living, I mean, just start with the, with, with the social media apps, because those, I mean, people, people start when I, when I talk about this topic, because I have this on my email, I have this on Basecamp, like everything, essentially. The only thing coming through my phone are text messages and, and phone calls. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I'm the decider on when I want to go into that. And yeah. the feeling of have, actually having control of your device is so liberating. But yeah. start with social media because, I mean, it's, it's a good way, it's a good test that you can actually feel the benefits. Um, and if, you, if you're questioning them, then... You know, when you, let's say you do it for even a day, um, the next day, just flip on one, like flip on uh, a number badge notification for Instagram or something. You'll see like you, you cannot not tap on that icon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Cause um, actually just changing the home screen, considering how many times the home screen hits our eyeballs, like to change that mm-hmm. would probably have a major impact on our lives, you know, like for sure. Well, and it's just like, you know, I do a lot of my reflective work uh, first thing early in the morning. And, you know, it, it started with, I actually, cre- I had an iPad at the same time. And I, I still to this day, that iPad has zero notes. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. controlled on my side. Like I choose to go where I want to go. Uh, eventually we'll have an iPad version of Kia, which will be ideal. Um, because right now, I can tell the difference, you know, if I get a text or something overnight, um, that's because, because again, it's, it, for me, it's only phone calls and texts that are coming through on the lock screen. Um, but right away it, it shifts your perspective, right? When I'm, I'm picking up that device to either meditate or do a little bit of journaling or read some, uh, you know, positive quotes or whatever, whatever it is. Um, if I'm hit with even one text, like, you know, even if I don't respond to that or open it, it's in my mind. Yes. So, um, you know, it's, you know, my, my process isn't perfect, but it, it, it's definitely helped in the sense that 90% of the time I'm not faced with a scenario like that. Whereas the past, it would have been, you know, a ton of messages coming through and then you're, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure on that. Yeah, totally. So, um, actually, if you can, if you can, can you summarize in some way how you're using or maximizing the Kyo app in your own life? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I really use it for quick hits of reflection or intention setting. Um, we, we have actually the, the new version that's out right now, uh, but especially by the time this will probably be published is the, the 2.0 version. And you'll see there'll, there'll be a daily question on the main home screen, um, which really for me, it, and that's switching every day. And for me, I, I go into it to just pick a question that is resonating for me in my life right now that, you know, when I look at it, I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense uh, for me in terms of where I'm at. Because remember, that's how, that's how this whole thing started. And then it, it could just be, I might answer that with one word, or I might answer that with a longer paragraph, um, or I might um, spend you know, a long period and answer a ton of questions or just free write. It, it's really, it, it comes back to whatever you think you need in that moment. But mm-hmm. I think where, where the benefit lies with Keo is that you're never left alone. 
even though you know this reflective writing is seen as a as a solitary practice uh which you're typically doing it by yourself but you're not left alone in the sense of, of guidance so mm-hmm. that's how i use it and i always every post um we have a really cool with uh, unsplash which gives us access to um the world's largest free high-res photos around the mm-hmm. world so if you yeah. don't have a photo of your own that you want to match up uh, I use Unsplash just because I, I like to go through these photos and I, I'm a photog- photographer as well. So I, I, I like to be you know looking at great photography, but then I, I look for something that has a link to how I'm feeling right now or, or even more powerful, how I want to feel. And mm-hmm. I use that image and uh, that's it. So it's fast. It's literally yeah. a few, like it, it's not for me, it's not anything uh, typically anything over five minutes. And amazing the benefits that you can feel after just either releasing something or setting an intention for the day um you know you you've got you've got the day kind of uh in your control from the very beginning yeah um i want to go back and talk about um uh the name today and it being it's funny when um when you see the name kyo and it's instantly recognizable as a Japanese word, which is aesthetically pleasing because it's automatically like, oh, this is very Zen. And um, and then also, though, when you think, oh, the Japanese word for today, that must mean having gratitude for today because the Japanese are just so good at having gratitude for stuff, even the yeah. littlest things that we don't even think to. And so um, to what extent um, has this app uh, given you more gratitude for of uh, the day and like little moments. I mean, it goes back to uh, a question you asked earlier of just practices like that, how that actually infiltrates your thinking in general. Because I feel like I'm walking around noticing more detail uh, around me every day and being grateful for, for those, those moments, those experiences. And a lot of that comes from taking a bit of time to come out of the autopilot, slow down and, um, and think right and the thing with the gratitude practices that get tricky if you're you know because the standard is what am i grateful for right and if you're answering that question day in and day out what typically happens is it just starts becoming very theme-based like i'm grateful for my health i'm grateful for my family i'm you know it's kind of the same high level buckets let's say and yeah where it gets really interesting though is when you can get into the details of that yeah. And like, what is it about the family or what is it about your health and things like that? And, and even more so, and this came out and I've been using it ever since this was a podcast I did with Leo Balboda from, from Zen habits. Um, and is the practice was really simple. It's, you know, if you, if there's something that worries you, you know, journal about that, release that worry. Typically, typically, I mean, not saying that there aren't legit worries out there, but most of them are narratives in, in our head and they, they just keep spinning around. So just the act of thinking of what's worrying, what's worrying you and you releasing it usually helps quite a bit, but always finish it, finish off that practice then with a gratitude type question. And right. you, you know, you immediately leave that, that moment feeling yeah exactly how i've been um you know looping in a gratitude practice but the biggest benefit is honestly just even just you know taking a subway or streetcar or, or something like that and noticing what's around and just being grateful yeah um yeah it's funny how how gratitude it, it can be it can really lose effectiveness if it's too general 
you know, if it's just too, you know, it's almost like idealized, but like, if you really want to make it real, pick something you wouldn't normally have gratitude for, you know? Exactly. Or just even, you know, some of the prompts that we have in there, you know, what visually inspired you today or what, you know, what was there a, what, like pick any of the senses, right? But just yeah. it kind of pushes you a little bit further on that, that reflection. Yeah, just pay attention. It's funny, you know, I just, I really, um, I haven't stopped thinking ever that we don't need help. And I guess I come from like a tradition of like, uh, just like, my first teaching in meditation, it was all like, just meditate. And then everything you do will be absolutely in your truth and perfect. And, and I always felt unsettled about that. And then of course felt like my unsettlement was just my lack of evolution. <laughs> but, <laughs> but now, yeah. And, uh, and that's how I was trained too. Uh, but when I broke that conditioning, now I really do embrace um, the idea of like needing a nudge all the time to pay attention. It's really all about how often we can remember to pay attention because we just, that's something we probably forget more than anything. Right. I mean, the notifications I have coming to my phone are keel prompts or, you know, a notification from a, from a meditation app, you know, and, and I, I, I shuffle around and try different, different solutions. But I think you, you brought up a good point. It's, you know, think about how much, content where we're thrown you know in our face every day and there's more negativity around us than than positivity typically if you're turning on the news or any of that stuff so you know i think you need constant reminders of you know being present being grateful and maybe it's a quote maybe it's a question but like there's no downside to it let's just put it that way (laughs) yeah right (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I wanted to ask, like, uh, is there a way to, to do this wrong? Like, what are there wrong questions to ask yourself or like ones that like miss the point? I don't think there is if you're really kind of pulling from how you're feeling right now, you know? So, you know, if you could do it in that sense, and, and, and I've learned this over, over the years as well, like sometimes it's better to, you know, actually get out of your head and, and just, you know, what, what are you feeling right now physically in your body? Like, yeah, is your neck sore? Like, what is it? And then, you know, kind of just chipping away at whatever those, those feelings are. And typically they're linked to different emotions and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about if there's, if there's a wrong, I mean, the only thing I would say about a wrong way to approach it is that set yourself up to fail. And, and let me explain that. But if, you know, if you say, Hey, I really want to incorporate these practices into my life and you're, you're really not doing any of them at this point. Well, you know, don't, don't start with intentions of I'm going to get up at four in the morning for the next six months. And I'm going to spend an hour and a half every morning, you know, working on myself. Like in theory, that sounds great. Um, if you're a morning person, um, but you know what what are the odds of actually keeping keeping that in check like it's no i I often relate all of this stuff to physical fitness and training because a lot of people can relate to that and i feel like where we're at in the mental fitness space is where physical exercise was in the 70s where it's like being was starting to pick up and and mm-hmm. people were like well like what are you doing that's kind of weird and, and now it's you know it's things are common so you wouldn't go and you know start off 
marathon runs for your physical fitness. Like you'll yeah. like work your way up to, yeah. to those goals. So that's the only thing or only piece of advice is just, it could just be getting up a few, a few minutes early. And I'm, I'm picking the morning just, I'm, I'm a morning person. But it could be in the middle of the day. It could be at, at in, in the evening. It's whatever works for you, but it could just be a few minutes of even taking in a few long, deep breaths. Like that, that in itself is something that you you'll physically feel different yeah does the is the app actually um i haven't explored all of its capability um i i've seen that there's you know journaling asking questions but to what extent does it also help like shape um you know a self-care and wellness um regimen that's a good question i mean we are very specific to just keeping it super simple on reflection and in this case with prompts and content to help guide you. But mm-hmm. what, what I've realized with all of this is if you start a practice like journaling or if you start a meditation practice, then naturally other, other areas start opening it up. Like, right. uh, you know, I was last year as I was exposed to, to sound therapy, I mean, never in a million years would I, I meant of just a being open to different practices and, and what that's all about. And there's so many examples of, 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 of that taking place. And I see it too when interviewing guests on, on our podcast that mm-hmm. you know, one thing just leads to the next. Yeah, yeah, totally. And actually, um, on that note of one thing leading to the next, I think about, I think there was some bit of copy on your website about how this app evolves with you. And, um, and I think about like the inquiry process, you might get cued with a question and be like, you know, this isn't really the right question for me right now. Or maybe I need to refine this way of questioning, or maybe this needs to change this way of looking at things. And um, I think you get better at um, refining the process because you're cultivating an inquiring mind. And so um, you're constantly adjusting the questioning process and you're getting better at adjusting the questioning process because you're reminding yourself to always be inquiring. So it's kind of like a yeah. accelerating your, um, your, your own innate ability to kind of grow and refine things. For sure. I mean, the evolving question piece or evolving um, practice or, or the, I should say the app evolving with you, is, it's, it's coming right back to Tim Ferriss's podcast. It's like, you know, there's different guests on, on that show all the time and they all had different stories, different backgrounds, different journeys and different questions. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's what we're, we're doing, but you know, at scale with obviously, the, you know, being very specific with questions. So it might be when you land in there, there's something related to nutrition that catches your eye. And then you, know, you have 10 prompts in that pack to, um, to think about, or hopefully, you know, maybe there's one that, that resonates or the whole podcast started, again with the intent of how can we stimulate a person's reflection and you know ideally it's in the app because there are benefits um that continue to release with the app but if it's not the, the our main purpose is to help people slow down a bit and and just think and that could be from a conversation like what we're having or a prompt that's left from a guest like whatever it is right um, that's the whole, you know, the, the exciting part of this, this journey because it never stops There's, yeah. and, and the benefits are there. Yeah. So actually, um, yeah, if you can clarify for myself and my listeners, how, how it's actually designed. Cause I mean, I see, I've looked through it 
And I, I see that there's, you know, the part where you're obviously the author of all the questions and all the journal entries, but then there's a whole other part that is content from, from guests. And so, um, I think it seems to be the same. If I go to your website and I listen to your podcast, it's the same guests that are on the podcast. They end up feeding like modules back into the app that the, that the users can actually like use to kind of shape their practice, if I'm correct. Yeah, there's a bit of truth to that. I mean, it, it just, it often works out like that because, you know, we have either, either we do a reflective pack with someone and then they're, you know, it, they're interested in coming on the podcast or vice versa. Um, but it's not, it, you know, it's not a rule that if you're on the podcast, you've got to kind of spit out a reflective pack. But just to clear, clear it up for people, I mean, the app is really set up in, in, in two seconds. Like you said, you can just, it's just a straight journal. You can go in, you can answer questions, you can not and just have a blank slate and just start free writing. You can put in voice notes if you'd like. Um, you can add in photos as, I, as I've described it and, and just use it like that and you can add in your own questions as well. Um, the other piece is really to help stimulate the reflection and that's where all the content comes in. Right. So yeah. there's two, two aspects of that. There's, there are packs, which a pack is really just a topic specific reflection pack essentially. So that came out of um, the interviews because I'd be doing these interviews at first they were in a podcast, they were written up. And there was always a consistent theme coming out of each interview, for example, where like, I feel like we can go a little bit deeper on like Johnny, for example, Pollard mm-hmm. was, was a great example. I and mean, we had a podcast, but then we started talking about anxiety and he's got a great pack on, on managing and working through, through anxiety. So that's how that came about. The podcast though is a bit unique in the sense that the Keo conversations podcast lives in, you know, typical podcast land wherever you, you know, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. But it's also living in the app and, you know, you can listen to the podcast there, but the, the difference is that there are always three reflective questions that those guests leave me. And my question to them is the same for everyone. It's, you know, what are three prompts that you find yourself using on a frequent basis in your life or during big life-changing events. So then when, when a user of the app is looking at that podcast, they can also engage with the, with the content and they can add those questions to their template or answer them on the spot. The whole idea is just to keep it fresh and, yeah. and, and keep the content going, you know, um, refresh so people find what they need for them, right? And it could be one question, could be one story, whatever it is. That I mean, that's our goal. The majority of the the reflective packs are coming from what we call wellness champions, and yeah. they're they're loaded full of different topics. Um, there are some packs that you know we generated around you know uh, gratitude or yeah. uh, goal set questions that I've used over the last ten or twelve years. Um, mm-hmm. The majority are are coming from from different experts and the whole idea is that you know if again like our our goal is to just provide a platform to help people get started and incorporate quick reflection into their into their day at least to get started if you want to go deeper and do it longer even better but if you do want to go even deeper in one of those topics then you know you link out and that expert is an expert for a reason in in that topic right so Mm -hmm. That's how we've, we've really tried to facilitate a collaborative approach 
um, to the space because I mean, there's, there's a lot of great work out there. And if we continue to operate in silos, then, you know, we'll, we just can't make that, that positive change. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. There's so much possibility. I mean, there's already, it's already so much rich content in there and the app is not even that old. How actually, how long has it been out for? Yeah. As we speak now, it's 12 months. Oh, awesome. So it's pretty, it's pretty fresh. Wow. Wow. They're so far for it to go. Another thing I wanted to ask actually, um, cause you know, you talked about, um, the questioning process as sort of venting worry, right? Letting it out. And some people might hear that and be like, what really? I thought questioning and always, you know, inquiring about things, um, is a more scary thing. And actually they were, people might worry that questioning things can create worry. It can create neuroticism and create excessive self-examination. I don't know if you can assure that, that the process won't do that. Cause I mean, if you think of a question, it sounds simple, but it could be very loaded depending on the answer. You know, yeah. am I happy? Mm-hmm. And you know, if the answer is no, well that could open up, you know, a whole can of worms in terms of why, but I'd, personally i'd rather open that up and unpack that to, to get to the other side than, than not and it might be an uncomfortable situation but if that is what's detracting you from starting a practice like that then don't start there i mean you there i talked a lot about worry but another really fun exercise to do with with reflective writing is actually to project in the future and there are great questions around you know, how do I want my life to look and feel six months from now or three years from now? And that's just like, that's a really fun exercise. It's something I do every, every year to just, you know, there's no, there are no rules to that. Right. And it's, you know, I want to be at this place. Uh, you know, it could be, you know, you want to be in a certain house or you want to have a certain job, like whatever, just whatever comes to mind. And what's really awesome about that is when you look back on that on that write-up there's a lot of stuff typically that comes to fruition just from writing it down and taking the time to think about that and most importantly think about the feelings associated to you know what you want your life to look like so it doesn't always have to be this kind of scary um i'm scared of what the answer is going to be in terms of worry or if you're not happy or whatever the case may be even though i I think it's beneficial to go through that that process there's a lot of 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 different avenues you can take sure i mean if it's scary that's where the work needs to be done right so for sure yeah like uh open the doors let the shadows out (laughs) exactly and actually going back um isn't that how you started the Keo app? You asked yourself a difficult question and projected into the future, um, you know, the possible ramifications of, of this move, this leap into creating the app. For sure. I mean, I think the, the question you're probably alluding to was uh, that I asked myself, you know, what's, what's the worst that can happen? Um, I leave, leave the job I had at the time, uh, my wife was pregnant. So, you know, I had a first child on the way, all that stuff. I mean, a lot of people would be like, well, that's terrible timing to do, to make a move like that. And I always argue, you know, it's never a good time, uh, to, yeah. to make big moves like that. But at the end of the day, where it happened, if it quote unquote fails, uh, leaving on bad terms, I could go back or I could find another job in that industry. Um, 
so if, if that's the if that's the downside then you know the the other side of that which i knew was going to happen was i was really going to regret not trying it out because this this was the one of the first times in my life where it was just there was just such a strong gut reaction to attempting to because to, i'm not an entrepreneur by you know i'm giving you air quotes uh <laughs> turned into that over the last two and a half years and i'm really enjoying that that process but I mean, I spent 10 years in the corporate world and, and before that had zero um, expectations to, to, to jump into this world. So, you know, and it's a crazy journey of, of ups and downs, and, but that's where the magic lies. That's where the, where the fun is, is, is in that middle path. So, yeah, I mean, the other the really ironic thing about just the journey with Keo is that and the reason we, we, we stand behind the practice so, so much is that we've literally had to use our own practice to actually launch the business and the app <laughs> along with others, right? So you know, for me, like, there's nothing that kind of sells the idea more when you know, you've got to kind of practice what you, what you preach uh, mm-hmm. in order to actually get that, that solution out there. Yeah, and... Um... It sounds like you used, I mean, to launch the app, it sounds like you used, um, I guess what Tim Ferriss, to go back to him, would call a fear setting, right? When you imagine the worst case scenario, you see what you're really afraid of, and then you can actually see if reality is actually going to even, even come close to yielding your worst fear. And most of the time, it doesn't, as far as I've experienced. You're right. It's usually it's usually a uh, a self narrative, yeah. and even even and again, like going through the journey of of launching this. It's, I mean, it's a very different world from wh- where I was coming from, and I often I still go through the, those fear setting fear uh, setting exercises, and and just again, just writing down what what you fear uh, or getting it out of head resolves it. Um, almost instantly and if if not within a day or so now actually um curious um in terms of the um i guess i can say tone of the questions you ask yourself on your app is there a certain split between questions that inspire a sort of examination of the positive and then questions that inspire an examination of the perceived negative or what at least your mind would consider negative so like do you have questions that say like, what am I afraid of today? Or like, what am I, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we, I mean, we have a mix of, of those themes, but it's, it's not, it's not deliberate. I mean, it, we're really rolling with the people show up uh, in our life and, and on this journey with Keo. And uh, I'm not, the only thing I'm trying to really be conscious of is is not doubling up on like very overlapping topics or themes in, in the packs for example mm-hmm. um but other than that i mean the the questions are coming from from the people we're speaking with so what they're providing is, is what they're providing and we're, we're providing that to everyone that that's part of the uh part of the journey not to mm-hmm. say that that won't change down the road but i mean as of now we're pretty small team so you know, till we can uh, rack up a content team like Calm or Headspace, then uh, for now, you know, we're we're going to work with what we're getting. 
Yeah, totally. How about in your own, um, actually, if you have any, I guess, if you've added it up at all in your head, um, your own use of the app, the own, your own sort of building of questions for yourself, do you find um, that you tend to ask yourself more questions about what is, you know, positive and, and, um, and shimmery in the world or more questions about what is um, frightening or challenging? Yeah. So for me personally, it's, it's evolved. It's evolved over the last 10, 12 years. I mean, uh, right now it's, or I should say probably the last couple of years. And this might be just a reflection of, of the people showing up in my world just from launching the app, but I've been focusing a lot at kind of get me out of my head and into my body. And some more, you know, like I, I mentioned, you know, how am I feeling in the present moment and, you know, where, where do those things exist in my body? And, and then, and then, you know, unpacking that a little bit. Um, but I, I'd say the biggest thing, especially when, when things are a little bit stressful on the business or even small front, I've really gravitated towards that, release the worry and, and close it off with gratitude type uh, mm. questions. So that I would say that right now, that's, that's definitely my theme or, or staple. Um, and then now, especially with this new version that, to, that we have out, um, I really like the idea of seeing what the daily or what the random question is. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fueling that. Obviously, I know what the list is, but it's, it still is generating randomly for everyone around the world. So mm. I like the idea of kind of the spontaneity of that. <laughs> I like the randomness of the questions that, you know, maybe I wouldn't have, have picked a question like that, saved, you know, saved in my list, and I'll, I'll just roll with that when it comes up. Great. Yeah. And actually it seems, um, it seems then, uh, based on positive versus negative, it seems like for you, the process, um, they're basically, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, complementary. So negative is rolled in with positive, like each side of a, of a sort of inquiry, um, is looked at, um, in terms of how you use the app and question yourself if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean that for me personally, I I'm typically just kind of my character. I usually operate on the side of of positivity, so I very rarely will finish any any practice like this without leaving in a positive frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and but that's just me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would I would say that's ultimately inarguable, right? I mean, um, I, I think it is really hard to look at. Um, something and see only the negative if you were to really look at it, you know, in that sort of mindful, open way. Um, You're going to see the light and the dark if you're really looking at it. And for my listeners, I would would assure them that any neuroticism they're worried about with this app um, is, or, or with any sort of process, uh, of inquiry. Um, it just, it just doesn't happen when you're doing things mindfully, you know, it, um, yeah. it, it generally just alleviates neuroticism actually, because you're just, you're putting it out there and then you're releasing it and it's the releasing it. I think that makes a difference, you know, and it's great having technology for this because it makes it like ephemeral, you know, just swipe to the next day done, you know, don't have to keep investing in that worry. 
I agree. I, and again, kind of full circle, it, it, it just stimulates more of this type of behavior, whether it's with technology or whether it's in person with people or you just, you know, walking somewhere and noticing what's, what's around. Like it, it all fuels that cycle of noticing or being more present and releasing and all of that stuff. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm really I, never again, never in a million years would I have expected like this was going to be my work. Um, but I, I mean, I couldn't be more grateful of it. It's just been such a, a wonderful experience. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, I would argue that you are an entrepreneur because I think the definition of entrepreneurial would be someone who starts a business without feeling like they, uh, <laughs> they have the background or the training to do so because they have a <laughs> fair point. <laughs> That's true. Fair point. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm in great admiration of, of what you've accomplished here. And I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be keeping the Kio app on my home screen. Um, and maybe I'll consider a full overhaul of it and just have these, um, mindfulness stimulating things there and see what happens, you know, cause you know, experiment, right? Yeah. Serve results. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me know how it goes. And, th and thanks again for, for the support. Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, anything, Mark, that you want to uh, tell uh, the audience about in terms of uh, what's brewing with the Kio app? Sure. Well, I mean, I mentioned a couple times we're, we're really excited. We put a lot of time and effort into um, the second version of the app. And you'll see um, probably by the time this airs, it'll be out available worldwide we're doing a little bit of a slow release just to test things out but it's just there's a big design overhaul there's a daily question like i was mentioning and, and some other really fun features uh that have been requested uh, from from the audience so we're excited about that and um you can obviously you can you can find that in the apple app store right now eventually we'll expand to some other platforms but just kyo but i, I think my party message to, to everyone is really you know find something that works for you and just take take a bit of time uh each day we've got 24 hours and even if it's four or five minutes out of those 24 hours it, it, it you'd be surprised at how far that goes so find what works for you whatever tool practice it is and and stick to it it's um it's a fun journey when you get on that on that ride awesome inarguably of use to anyone and actually on that note one more thing. Um, since my audience loosely um, consists of people interested in mindfulness and meditation, but also, I hope, more and more uh, frustrated people in retail and food and beverage <laughs> who do yes. not find joy in their work. Um, and I like to loosely connect things to there sometimes, even though it's not necessary. But however, um, anything you can, you can offer this demographic of people, how they can maximize the value of your app um, as it concerns um, their difficulties they might be having uh, with the trials and tribulations of service life. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I, um, I spent a lot of time um, in my university days in the, in the service life and I still think that is one of the best jobs to prepare you for really anything. I mean, I, I use a lot of what I learned in, in that world as a, as a waiter um, today. And so I would say, I would say what you have too in, in the service world is this awesome opportunity to connect with other people. So immediately what comes to mind as a morning prompt could be something, you know, how am I going to show up with 
full energy today for each conversation or each interaction? And, you know, what do I want to leave in terms of a vibe or a feeling with the people that are going to be around in my life? Um, those would be a couple of questions I, I'd have in my routine in, in that world. Awesome. I love it. I'm going to think of a couple too, and then, and then edit those in as well. Um, sure. And um, yeah, hopefully this inspires some people to, uh, to test drive this app. I really do appreciate you being on the show, Mark. And uh, I look forward to all the benefit my listeners can get uh, from your app. And uh, yeah, please keep us updated with what's brewing. You got it. Thanks for, thanks for the conversation. It was a lot of fun. Um, and if anyone wants to reach out, uh, I'm accessible. So just fire off a message on whatever social platform or any emails on our website. Uh, they'll make their way over to me at one point. All right. Thanks so much, Mark. Thank you for dropping by listening to the serve conscious podcast please check out the website www.serveconscious.com for more content past episodes articles uh guides to meditation and mindfulness practice all free and please if you like this podcast leave a review on itunes Actually, also leave a review if you especially hate this podcast. That's the whole point of reviews. Capture emphatic opinions. <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you again. www.surfconscious.com for more content. Oh, and check out the link in today's episode for a one-month demo for free of KyoApps paid features. Thank you again to uh, Mark Champagne. It was a great episode. And uh, goodbye to all. Thank you.